raise it up, why? Raise it up. Hey loves, hey loves, hey loves. My name is YM Vaughn. I also go by Y. And this is another amazing episode of Raise It Up Why the podcast. We are coming at you the last Thursday in the second to last episode of 2023. Um, this is December, of course, 2023. An episode we are calling Never Thought That Hip Hop Would Take It This Far. Um in parentheses, sky's the limit. And I might only put sky's the limit uh, just because that's such a long title. But um, that's where I feel like I'm at at the end of this year that has celebrated hip hop for its entirety of five decades. Um, you'll understand why in the break it down I decided to create that title uh, from those Biggie lyrics. Um, never thought the hip hop would take it this far in parentheses. For this far in parentheses, sky's the limit. Um, because that's what I feel about hip hop, and I and I like I say, get into that in a second. Um, still gearing up for the thirteenth of February. Uh, where we will be doing our second ever Raise It Up Why podcast Love Lounge, which is the live podcast taping um, here in Los Angeles. Uh, Love Lounge Live LA is what we call it. And um, as we're gearing up for that, we're going to be pouring into the singles, uh, the love culture all the supporters of this podcast, uh, we're going to be pouring into our singles. And as a result of pouring into our singles, um, I've been getting our minds right. That's why the last episode was called Healthy Love. And it's the only episode this year that wasn't directly related to hip hop because this whole entire year was about hip hop. But once I listened to the supporters of this podcast and Love Culture decided that they wanted to get together in February 2024, and they were ready for some honest dialogue, conversations about love, relationship, and marriage. Since we decided that, I told the loves I'm going to need about a 12-week runway. A 12-week runway. We are taping, um, breaking the fourth wall, we are taping on my mom's birthday, December 17th. So happy birthday, mom. I love you so much. You've got the best of my love. And I know that God was sharp. You'll tell me that. No, my mom would not. I'm actually the stickler for uh, tonality or, or rather for pitch, for pitch. My mom uh, is really good at um, 
deferring to me on that, but I love my mother and everything that she stands for. Wanda Hutchinson, as DJ Quick still calls her, um, but Wanda Vaughn, my mom, is one third of the emotions for anybody who doesn't know. A lot of people should know that by now. It's if you have been around here for a long time, because this year has brought us so many new loves, um, I never want to assume that people know me, my lineage, my story, why we started Raise It Up, why any of those things. But while we're here on the 17th of December, I just uh, want to let my mommy know that uh, she is the reason I exist. Very literally. I came out of her ovaries and things. Fallopian tubes. Uh, but uh, my mom is who taught me how to be a businesswoman in this industry and she's been the most integral piece to how I have professionally sung, carried myself, know how to move in a room full of killers. You understand? Uh, my dad is literally everything else about me. I am like my dad's twin, uh, personality-wise. Bodily, though, that's all Wanda. That's all my mama. But no, uh, I just, uh, you know, the emotions is hip hop royalty in that some of our favorite hip hop songs sample the emotions. Shouts out to Big Daddy Kane. Ain't no half stepping is my mom and them's uh, Blind Alley from uh, their stacks recording days. Hey, boy, blind alley, blind alley. That's my mom singing right there. Shoot, on the hip-hop documentaries uh, that was on Netflix, they're showing Biggie freestyling, and he's freestyling over the blind alley sample. And as he's getting finished with his rap, you literally hear my mom's voice come in. Hey, boy. I mean, I was so tripped out when I saw that. I, I, I think I group text, and I, you know, no, no one likes group text, but I group text like all of my hip hop friends, and I was like, "Are you serious?" Like, so <laughs> they always let me be the girl in the bunch. I'm, I'm appreciative to them for that. However, um, not only Blind Alley, uh, baby, I like it raw. Hey, baby, I like it raw. Shimmy, shimmy, yah, shimmy, yah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can t- That's uh, emotions sample. Um, but what if he, what, what is that one? I need ninth here right now. Uh, verbal intercourse. Apparently, RZA is a huge emotions fan, so they get sampled a lot in there. Uh, Dre sampled mom and them um and it's a doggy dog world for snoop dog the dog pound rocks a party all night long till we to the early mo- but yeah mom and them are sampled in there from dre so uh there's an article on this uh in a uh, it's a hip-hop magazine from 2015 is when it was published but the emotions is considered hip-hop royalty so i thought here in the introduction um, for anyone who doesn't know me and for all of you who do know me, this is just a good reminder to say 
Uh, let's all pour into my mom, send positive thoughts, vibrations, and everything else to the woman, the matriarch of the Vaughn family that allowed me to uh, glean off of her star power and her wealth of knowledge to become the raise it up why chick that I am today. I love my mommy. Um, Speaking of Raise It Up Why, Raise It Up Why is where OGs kick game to real ones only. We do this using non-corny positivity in the hip-hop culture from the West Coast to the world. When we say raise it up, we are raising up your self-awareness, your vibration, and your capacity for love, which is just knowledge. We are home to love culture. Love culture is a group of amazing, diverse mofos who all listen to this podcast, number one, number two. They do good for no good reason, like the back of this shirt says, because this is the new merch. Holler at her. By the time y'all see this, I might only have a double XL or two left. So if y'all enjoy the new Raise It Up Y logo that I created, y'all, y'all holla at me. And if you are uh, listening, this is doing nothing for you. But for all people watching on YouTube, you see, I know you see it. Okay. Um, but yes, we do good for no good reason. Um, that's number two. And number three, we respect all red-blooded humans, uh, love and respect all red-blooded humans, Um which means when you're in love culture, when you rock with us, you can kind of put down your otherness, um, whatever you identify with or to that makes you feel seen in mainstream America and the regular world. Um, sometimes we have to cling to our otherness, our, 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 our identities and things like that. Um, when you rock with love, you're seen and validated and affirmed and considered valuable intrinsically. So there's no need, there's no need to, to put on the otherness. Now it's just about learning how to be and know that you are dope and special even when you're not clinging to the thing that you think makes you you. And we're going to get into ooh, what you think makes you you in the YN's words of wisdom today. Um, and uh, I already told you we'll be doing a break it down. We've done one every episode this year because of the fact that it's been about hip hop. Um, the second thing we do will be a raise them up. And that raise them up will be our time to talk to the ladies, my Mercedes. Okay, so uh, ladies, again, we we focused on the gents last month's episode, helping get their minds right. All love lounges that we conducted on Instagram Live, we were talking very directly to the leadership of gents and men and helping find what looks like leadership and the skills that the ladies might need, of course, assuming uh, heterosexual love, um, we're, we're assuming that when we see a gentleman who happens to be an adult, that he is on some man shit osmosisly. And what we discover when we have real conversations is if you haven't learned how to be that man, you are a tall boy. Ladies, today we get into you all. If you haven't discovered 
your womanhood, what it means to be a dedicated adult woman, you're a tall girl. There's no diss in anything that we're talking about. Again, we are non-corny positive. We are not here to be any other thing than uplifting and dope. But when we get into these conversations, that's why I said, if y'all want to do this, I can do this, but we're going to need time like the 12 week runway I've been giving myself on the topics of love, relationship and marriage to get into what love culture has told me they want to invest time, energy and conversation into. Um, We can do those things. That's that's easy money. The honesty, the honesty um, it takes to look at oneself, um, see what's really there versus the BS we've told ourselves is there. Like I say, listen to those YN's words of wisdom because they're coming. Um, This is just a really, really important time in our existence, in love culture. And I almost think next year we're going to focus on the self. We're going to focus on like really looking at that individual and seeing what that looks like and how we can um, make it practical so you can really, I say focus on the self. And the second I do, motherfuckers stop listening. I'm going to keep it a stack. I'm, I'm trying to, we haven't even grounded ourselves and I'm, I'm over here talking crazy. So let's get into this episode. Um, Onet's in the building. Uh, Susie's in the building, Osmosis Lee. Love you, baby girl. Uh, Boomer and Dave, love always. And uh, let's get into this. Let's get into this. Every episode, if you don't know me already, uh, we start with grounding. I'm a trained therapist, non-traditionally practicing. Grounding is separating the space you were in prior to encountering our energy, our conversation, my voice, um, and being present, making sure that you're not only here listening in the physical, but that you brought your attention, that you brought your presence, that you brought your awareness with you. All right. Um, I invite you to close your eyes. Not if you're driving, though. But take a moment to be here with me. Listen to my voice. Feel your feet. And to make sure that you're giving yourself the time, the space, and the presence that you think you are, wiggle your toes. Bring your awareness up through your body and touch your nose. And you're just doing those silly things to recognize that you're here. Breathe the breath in. Blow that breath out. Do that again. In through your nose. Not through your mouth. Take a moment. Own this. This is a miracle we call life. That you are breathing and winning just by living this life, just by spending this time with my voice right now. You invest in your betterment. I'd like you to sit with that and feel proud. Let's go up. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down. Again, break it down is where we uncover the genius in hip hop that is already existing there. We are uncovering the genius in hip hop that is already existing there. All right. So what I need y'all to know 
is I felt very proud this entire year to belong to a culture and a community of hip hop uh, rappers, um, break dancers, b-boys, b-girls, graffiti artists, and uh, MCs, and excuse me, DJs, hello, rappers, MCs, same thing, uh, MC, if anyone is new to hip hop, it stands for Master of Ceremony, um, Back in the day, the DJ was the front runner where maybe today the rapper or the MC is more of a prominent figure. And when DJs would go out and party and they would, uh, you know, you know, do they spins and stuff like that, they would bring with them an MC, a master of ceremony or a what ends up becoming a rapper so that they could keep the bar keep the party going um ninth wonder goes out and djs and his master of ceremony is one eighth of the soul council along with him his name is e jones e jones will go out keep the party going talk to people make sure folks is feeling right rap some of the lyrics kind of keep the vibe happening um that's a very recent example going far back to the first rap music grammy award winner um will smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. DJ Jazzy Jeff was an introverted individual that would spin records and do things like that. And Will Smith would be the one that would be kind of like talking and cracking jokes and making the party feel like a vibe because people would connect to the person, Will Smith, while they were jamming and dancing to the sounds of DJ Jazzy Jeff. So it's a tag team, a fun little tag team. Um... These are all of the elements of hip hop and the fifth element of hip hop that's kind of like more understood than uh, delineated in historians accounts of hip hop culture is education. That's where the KRS-One edutainment comes in. That's where the Ninth Wonders who teach at not only Harvard and Duke University, but also North uh, Carolina Central where Little Brother started um, and uh, he teaches at another, uh, he teaches at another one right now too, another HBCU, historically black college and university. He teaches at another, I just can't think of what it is right now. Doggone it. It'll come to me. I'm not going to call him. It's too late. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and edutainers like KRS-One, like Ninth Wonder, like YN Vaughn. I am a hip hop uh, culture. I don't know that I'm a, Hip hop historian. I give historian to Questlove. I give historian to Ninth Wonder. Those individuals, uh, 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 goodness, the human almanac, as Dr. Dre calls him, DJ Premier, who I love. I call them the hip hop historians because they really not only created the history and lived the history, they know it to be able to tell it to you. Um, I'm not as confident in my uh, clear ability to just know dates, times, you know, locations, uh, certain pivotal albums even. I don't believe that's me, but I am a hip hop educator. In today's society, the way I disseminate information is 100% derived from the identity I've attained within the culture of hip hop. So, I felt really proud this year. This entire year has felt like one big ass birthday for me personal. Very recently, 
one of the loves shared with me a post by one of the upper statesmen in hip hop who posted another upper statesman, um, one of the originators of this culture. And both pioneers were talking about all of the tributes and shows and commemorations, celebrations of 50 years of hip-hop that have gone on in 2023. And they spoke about it in a disparaging way. And I felt really, really disappointed. I felt really disappointed um, because... No one hates like home. No one hates like home. And I, I, I understand that when you were around for, let's say, 30 or 40 of these 50 years that hip hop has been alive, that maybe you have some connection to it. I mean, I'm talking about in your formative years, so you were living this hip-hop culture. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I was born technically nine years after hip-hop started on Sedgwick, right? 1520 Sedgwick. But um, let me see how I want to word this. I have a challenge with individuals that publicly shit on positive displays of an art form that generally only gets negative publicity anyways. Um, I personally feel like gatekeeping in hip-hop or any other industry, um, is one of those, is one of those, um, I would call it corny, but that's like dismissive. I, I could be more inventive with my words. It's like a, this is more challenging for me than I thought it would be. Um, it's, it's a more, it's dismissive. It's dismissive. Gatekeeping is dismissive of any new thoughts, any new looks, any fresh ideas that don't completely remind older mindsets of the types of characteristics in this industry that they know they brought. It's, a, it's, it's, it's even egoic because to an extent it says hip-hop only is what I recognize it to be. And that's blah for me because that means it could never grow bigger than you. 
and every artist knows that when you perf- when you create your art once you give it out to the people it's no longer yours however the folks who absorb it enjoy it will have a bigger impact on the legacy of the music than you ever intended for it to be um going back to the lecture at hand um these two upper states men spoke quite negatively on a recent um, celebration of hip hop. And what's really wild is recent, this particular recent celebration of hip hop uh, included a lot of my homies. So maybe I felt, I don't know, disrespected. In, in like a ricocheted way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a bigger talk here about uh, West Coast placements in the, in the talk and in the conversation of hip hop culture and in the hip hop community um, that I don't feel like getting into. However, I think that could also be a reason why I feel or felt when I saw the upper statesmen speaking negatively on a show that so well highlighted a bunch of my friends. Um, it was just disappointing. That's a long story short. Um, but I created a, a, a post on the Raise It Up Why account. And what I talked about on there was the fact that I love hip hop. And not a little bit. I love hip hop from its head to its feet. From reality rap, which is what West Coast rappers originally called their art, to the South having something to say. That's a reference from the 95 Source Awards, Andre 3000, when Outkast won. And it was one of the first times that the South got its real space in this rap game officially. Um, And not the first time by any stretch because Scarface and the Ghetto Boys and all of them, they were, they were real fixtures before Outkast. But what I'm saying is from reality rap to the South having something to say, from girls being players to Coily Ray, daughter of who used to run the source, Benzino, to throwing asteroids when people throw rocks, which is the newest single from Rhapsody and Hit Boy. I say I focus on what I want to see more of in hip-hop culture, also in life. And if you ain't on that type of time, then you ain't my type of vibe, and that's cool, too. Um, I said this won't stay up long, and what I meant by that is I was literally going to keep this up so long as I had to do this episode. I told you girls that, too. Um, This won't stay up long, but it was on my heart after a love shared with me a piece of content. I appreciate us, hip-hop culture, us, and where we are going. And I don't too much care for distraction, so let me refocus. Thank you to every entity that celebrated hip hop this year. I think of LL, I think of Rock the Bells, I think of Nas, I think of Mass Appeal, I think of Hip Hop 50, I think of uh, a bunch of people, the Quest Loves, who reach out and try to use their friendships and leverages to make sure that as many people as they can are included in these types of spaces for celebration. Um, 
Thank you to every entity that celebrated hip hop this year. Every artist that lended their energies and leverages to any public shows that celebrated us this year. To all the folks doing the work for hip hop in the streets and in classrooms that go widely unnoticed. Thank you too. I'm thinking of the professors that wrote the book on Dilla Time. I can't remember that gentleman's name, but man, he's an amazing writer. Um, I have that book. Um, also, Tyler Bunsey uh, is a professor that allowed me to come and speak to his class this year. And he teaches at North Carolina, um, in North Carolina, a course all about Rhapsody's Eve album. He created it for black girls. He is a white man that created a course for black girls to see themselves in a rap piece of not content piece of the, it, it's not a relic it's what was the word artifact an artifact within rap culture that was made with love from a black woman for black women uh by my sister Rhapsody um and I don't think that Tyler Bunsey is gonna run around and 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 you know be seen on a hip hop 50 celebration somewhere, but every semester that he teaches a class about Rhapsody's second album is going to be pushed. Like that's insane. And that's beautiful. Um, I do that same type of work, but this is not about me. I want to, I want to really big up the 1500 sound Academy and rants 1500 and his dad and James Fauntleroy and all of the folks that we work with, with all of these young, uh, uh, not just young, but talented people from doggone, uh, who was that? Uh, the, there was a basketball player. Uh, I can't think of him. We used to have him on the Lakers and he went to some other teams. I think he's out East now. Tall, light skinned dude. Ah, dang. No, Ginobili. What the hell am I saying? Uh, but this gentleman I'm thinking of, he was one of our first students um, in the academy, um, as well as uh, Bosch. Chris Bosch was one of our students there. Sinbad, the comedian, and his daughter were some of our students over there. And then we have amazing Maya Batras and uh, that Jones boy, 88, you know, Isaiah Jones. Um, we have so many variety of students and we're doing this work in real time and everybody is not a Grammy award winning person, but everybody that comes through there is of the ilk and the family tree of hip hop, which helped me name this episode because we never thought that hip hop would take it this far. To Weathermen that spit lyrics of Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest when he passes away to folks still continuing Nip's marathon to dance evolutions from b-boy origins and hair care brands that educate new generations about classics. It's all us, hip-hop. It's all black music. And it's all love. Appreciation and thanks. Um, It was really important for me to write that. um, One, because after this episode is taped. I'm going to take that down. So at least this is a way that all of you will have known it was there. Um, But then also just because I want 
any um anyone listening to know this about gatekeepers. We talk here in Raise It Up Wise culture and in love culture, we talk about OGs. And OGs are original guides. G-U-I-D-E-S. They are original guides that provide leadership, provide mentorship, and provide guidance to real ones, the students of Raise It Up Why Culture, who are coming up behind them, looking to be inspired by what's come before them, but pushing an, an original new frontier for something going forward. And what I want my real ones to know out here, every old person in this game is not an OG. Every old dude or chick in this hip-hop space is not an OG. They might be an old guy or an old girl, but they are not an OG. OGs, once again, are original guides who don't mind imparting good news to generations coming after them so that you don't succumb to the same pitfalls they did during their tenure in this rap game, right? Um, and to the upper statesmen, that's why I call them upper statements and not OGs, to the upper statesmen of hip hop who have a lot to say about what it's become and how it looks and who celebrates it and who's gatekeeping when you get these calls and you decide not to attend. Question one, what was your contribution to this 50th year? How did you celebrate our birthday? Did you just sit on your throne and pontificate about how much you've done and what you've known and see back in my day, yop, 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 and wag a finger. Respect to you if you did that. I just don't know how that celebrates 50 years of hip hop. Um, sometimes when folks get growner and maybe experience a little more stagnation than generativity, um, there's a little more bitterness and resentment that can settle in. And when someone gets in a fixed mindset about how things should be, they start to sound like relics, old niggas, and not innovative trendsetters, waymakers, and real ones. Um, I think about Herbie Hancock. I think about talks I've had with George Clinton um, and how they are adoptive of the new and they're always looking to create and be more themselves with every new wave of these musical generations that have come after them from that jazz that played with 
Miles Davis and Herbie's case and from some fucking P-Funk from back in the motherfucking day, <laughs> uh, Mr. George Clinton, that gave way to things like G-Funk and even gave way to things like To Pimp a Butterfly. Um, those are the types of models I use to know when I'm, you know, continuing to give good words and good vibrations to this game called hip hop. Um, and you can call it hip hop. You can call it reality rap. Some, 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 some upper statements on the West coast don't even like calling things hip hop because they feel so excluded. It feels so exclusionary when, um, gatherings like 50 years of being together come up, uh, they they don't feel like they've really ever been included because of certain gatekeeping that's happened on the East Coast. Um, again, I like to focus on what brings and keeps us together rather than the distractions that make differences and separate us and push us all away. So whether it's reality rap or the South having something to say, whether you are a generativity baby of this culture like Benzino's daughter, Quilly Ray, or you are a chick that comes from legacy in black music like Earth, Wind & Fire and The Emotions, who was raised by a bunch of Dre's and Daz effects and... <laughs> ghetto boys and hip hop having stuff to say and if it don't make dollars it don't make sense and can't play with my yo-yo and all or all sorts of stuff you understand uh i shit even i used to be scared of the dick now i throw lips to the shit handle it like a real bitch like man whether i don't care who or how whatever those levels all are and were i'm gonna let y'all know it's all us. It's all us. We look different depending on from where we come and what we say and what we do. But it's all us. I encourage any of my upper statesmen that are listening, men or ladies, clearly, keep evolving with us. And if you do happen to get off of this evolution freeway somewhere, Enjoy your stop. Wherever you got off, enjoy that stop. Because the second you start talking reckless on anybody who's still living on this freeway of evolution that's called this hip-hop journey, you start to sound like the old bitter nigger. And nobody likes an old bitter nigger. And that is the last break it down of 2020. Three. You never thought that hip-hop would take it this far. Sky's the limit. And I'll, I'll just end with Biggie's lyrics. Uh, while we out here, we say the hustler's prayer. And we all hustling. I know several originals in this game who are looking at streaming and looking at how putting out music looks, even though music is all in them. And they're like, yo, some of this, something has to change, but we can do this smarter. We can do this better. So we all hustling. We all are still doing this. Um, 
If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand. Put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan so she don't need no man. Ladies, remember that line just a second. Um, Stay far from timid. What they say, scared money don't make none. Hey, originals and upper statesmen and ladies. Scared money don't make none. Don't be scared to evolve. Stay far from timid. Only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit, baby. Um, Let's get into this. Raise them up. Raise them up is where I edutain. I get to be the lecturer, professor version of myself. And give y'all information from my quirky, funny, funky, hip-hop, West Coast, thick, chick brain. And here's what I'll say. Hey, ladies. um, We have been talking about love, relationship, and marriage. And one of the biggest pieces of this talk for you ladies is going to be simple and plain. The same things that make you a boss in business are quite possibly the exact same things that make you unattractive in personal relationships. I'll say it again in case you missed it. The same things that make you a monster in the boardroom that make you a desirable business partner. Those same aspects and attributes about you might be kicking you back in when it comes to being a successful partner in a relationship. I'm going to tell y'all something. Um, I know of a friend who was looking to be uh, looking to court a young lady and the young lady happens to be a boss. She is the leader of her workspace. And as she leads her workspace, she is punctual, she is calculated, she keeps dates, she is time managed, um, she is the direct communicator, she says shit with her chest, uh, she lobbies for the things that she and folks in her team need. All of these things help. So, my friend looks to court the lady. And as he looks to court the lady, she uses all those same aspects, direct, punctual, time managed, say things with her chest, direct communicator, um, very firm. And the homie found it hard to 
catch a vibe with her because there was no vibe there. It felt like he was being audited as if he were another job. He didn't feel seen. And if he were the type to want to just fuck him and leave, he would have probably only left. Excuse me. If he were the type to fucking leave, it's what he probably would have done because it seems like and it felt like seemed like and felt like that was the only space the woman left in the relationship for him. The, the space to hit it and quit it. Ladies, I know people are making lists. I know people are getting into these. You can't take me here. You better take me there. You got to have this, that, blah, 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 high value BS. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Stop the bullshit. Stop it. I need you to learn to hang. I was talking to my mentees about this. Every dude you date is not about to be your husband. He's not. You will go on more dates, prayerfully for you, more times than you will be married. Right? By that virtue, you're going to peruse the field way more than you are going to cop. Bring the guy home. Decide that you want him. When you're playing the field, and I'm not playing, I'm not talking about playing the field like being a player. When you're perusing, when you're looking to see who's, who's a good dude out here, who's worth my time. I need you to keep a few things in mind. One, look before you leap. We were talking about this in a love lounge on Instagram live. And there was about 40 guys and ladies in there. And I was asking ladies, what do you look for when you are picking out the perfect piece of fruit? And ladies answered things like, I make sure that there's no bruises on it. Um, I kind of squeeze it to make sure it has a certain type of firmness so that nothing, when I do squeeze it, you know, a side of its skin bursts and it's like, uh-oh, overripe, you know. So by the time I get it home, it's probably going to start spoiling. Um, people look for signs of whether there's already mold or um, issues with the fruit. Um, people will uh, smell the fruit. They will look at the fruit. They will touch the fruit. They will hold things. And then once that fruit has passed all of their assessments, they go to the cashier, they pay for the fruit, they take it home. So then I asked the ladies, what then, by what set of guidelines do you discern the man that you want to? to lead you in relationship. How do you pick your man? And the room of about 40 loves got deathly quiet. 
And if you don't know what a love lounge is, wait till the end. I'll explain this. But uh, we're on Instagram Live, and I have a bunch of people commenting, none of them ladies. And I know the ladies are there. They just responded to the question prior. Hey, ladies, how are you assessing? How are you picking? By what scruples? By what list of standards? What are you gauging the man that's looking that that you would like to lead you, what are you gauging him by? When ladies finally started answering, which was much later, um, they gave a lot of conversation to, well, I look at how he treats his mom. I look at how he, you know, uh, the, the people that he keeps around him. I look at, and, and some of the ladies were in the high value man conversation. So I heard a few repeat uh, answers. Um, the most challenging thing was I didn't hear how he treats himself. I didn't hear that answer. And if I did, I didn't hear it in that plain language. I look at how the man treats himself. Hey, ladies, no man will ever love or cherish or value you more than he loves, cherishes and values himself. No person, I don't care who or how you love, no person loves and cherishes you more than they love and cherish themselves. That's just the way that this shit goes at this point. Which brings me to my grandmother's saying, choose wisely, treat kindly. I don't care who you choose, but once you get them, you got to be nice. So the other thing we talked about in that love lounge was as responsible as you want a man to be with his hands, ladies, I'm going to need you to be that responsible with your words. Your words have the power to lift a man and you can break him down. And certain circles believe that just because you're not putting hands physically on a man that you're not able to do damage and that would be completely wrong. Um, sometimes it feels like we only acknowledge abuse if it's from a man to a woman, number one. And other times it only feels like we acknowledge abuse if you can see the scars. Verbal, e verbal psychological, emotional abuse is real as well. Man could never put his hands on you. If he is speaking to you in certain ways, that's not going to be okay. Right. It's still ab use of the individual um, and ladies. That sharp tongue, that flippant tongue, the curt sarcasm. That shit is ass. It is ass and it needs to be removed from your vocabulary if you want to experience the type of relationship you believed that 90s love songs sounds like 70s love songs sounds like your grandparents and them felt like whatever that is you won't experience it with 2023 songs ego you can't you literally won't um choose the man wisely have a discerning spirit when picking him. And when you get him, even if he's the wrong guy for you, treat him kindly. 
ladies are saying, but what if he is an abuser? What if he gaslights me? What if he love bombs me? Then the fuck leave. Leave. That's still on the table as an option. Sometimes the kindest thing you can do in a relationship is hold your tongue and just bounce. But sometimes, ladies, if we're going to keep it a thou wow, sometimes we're enjoying the spoils of their labor. We're enjoying their handiwork around the house, their handiwork in the bedroom. We're enjoying their money. We're enjoying aspects of them, but not them. That's not a positive circumstance, women. Um, I'm going to need us to be accountable, accountable, accountable. If you're going to do this love relationship and marriage thing, the successful way, right? Accountability for us looks like if something isn't working, stop forcing it to work. If you feel something off, it's not his job to read your mind. It's your job, big girl, to use your words, use your voice. The crazy thing is you would do it at your job, but you want him to read your mind when you're home that's never gonna work it just won't um choose wisely treat kindly hold yourself to a standard ladies how do you get the man of your dreams become everything you're looking for if you need his money you're not in a position to start relationship you need to learn to love on yourself a little bit more. Get yourself to the position where you can stand on your own two feet without any man's help. And then the law of the universe, natural physics will attract the dude appropriate to your level. Anything you want in this life, become it first. Start clapping it up. Go out and celebrate the job that you're already going to get. Go out and celebrate the acceptance letter into the school of your dreams. Go out and celebrate the graduations with that PhD. You go out and be, be the thing. Let the universe, let God, let Allah, doubt, whatever you call, Dios, whatever you call spirit, let your desires be known. Put it out there and wait for that shit to come right back. Not wait idly because faith without works is dead. Become, do the things. I've always seen myself living by the beach. Start taking strolls. Get your ass out there. Be in that smell, that beautiful salt water filled space. Capture some sunsets, of course, on the West. Of course, on the West. Capture some sunsets. Be in the capacity of the beach. Do your work at the beach cafes. Make sure you take a lunch at the beach. Be there. Do the things that put you over there. Life, the universe, God, however you believe, will start to build your existence by the beach. I want to be a wife. Okay. What does a wife look like to you? 
What does the most amazing partner in any relationship, partner in business, partner in crime, partner, what does the most amazing partner look like for you? They're probably loyal. They're probably supportive. They're probably one that holds up a certain standard of the relationship, of the of the situationship. I'm, I mean, think about... Think about holding a marriage like if you're going and moving and you're holding a couch and y'all are trying to get a couch out of a house. If the other person who's holding the other side of the couch just decides, hey, I'm tired and just boom, drops the couch while you're still trying to hold it, you'll hurt yourself. If you're going to be in that partnership, you have to be communicative You have to hold your weight, don't you, ladies? You have to hold your weight. You talk too crazy to that man holding that couch, he might shove that shit in your chest. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's an option. Ladies, I need you to be accountable. I need you to hold your end of the bargain, of the couch, of the weight. I need you to hold yourself up. Be good to yourself the way that you want your man to be good to you. Shit, the way you should want your man to be good to himself, off the strength. Hey, ladies, stop loving aspects of a man more than a man. Y'all trip out when a nigga want to fuck on you all day. You trip out. When he wants to only have sex with you because he values your vagina more than you. He values the fact that you'll be a good mother to his sperm, his kids, his his generations, his legacy. He values that about you. He does not value you because he wouldn't marry that mouth. He wouldn't marry your non-cooking. He wouldn't marry your problematicness, your dramatic. He wouldn't marry. Why would he marry what you're bringing to the table If he doesn't look to see you fully as your own person. Couple things here. Choose wisely. Treat kindly, even if it's the wrong man. And if he doesn't treat you kindly back, the kind thing you do is leave. But you leave because you have your own end of the bargain held up. We're talking about choosing wisely and treating kindly because... The same things that you end up doing in business because we're we're bred at this point to be business women. We are bred to I was saying, make sure you're listening to that one part in the sky's the limit, the hustler's prayer, where Biggie is saying, get my daughter this college plan so she don't need no man. I, I love that you don't need no man. And you can probably kill all your own spiders. You could probably, if an intruder came into your house, you could go get your own registered uh, uh, firearm and protect yourself if you needed to. You could probably go through the death of one of your parents all by yourself because life sometimes makes it to where you have to do those things. But baby, the weight of this life is like the weight of a 30-foot couch, a 30-foot sofa, It is heavy. I'm not saying you can't do it alone, but why the fuck would you choose to? Onet, did I tell you what my OBGYN, the new, the white man, the doctor said? When he said, you don't get points for doing it in pain. 
You don't get points for doing this life in pain. No one comes out with the scoreboard and a, and a, and a party for you. If you have the option to be easy and live softly, choose it. It shouldn't be rocket science. A lot of black women will talk about how their ethnically diverse counterparts, Asian women, white women, Latinas, we talk about how they have the option to live a soft life. Black women, you've been had the same option. I know history and different conditioning has told us that we couldn't. I get that. But the difference between ignorance and stupidity is whether education is present. So now that you all have heard this, you can no longer feign ignorance. You know now, you don't get points for doing this life in pain and in suffering. None of you do. None of us do. Deciding to want help and be with someone who is kind and good and gentle and all of the other nine fruits of the spirit to us, we deserve that. You deserve that. A man deserves a partner like you who understands that. It's okay to decide that you want to be feminine, soft, and womanly enough to take on masculine energy in the form of a partner and a man. All right? Hey, boss woman, put all those defenses down. Put all those shields down. Put all those distractions down. You are allowed to be soft, to be feminine, to be softer toned, more laid back. You can still be assertive, not aggressive though, because you don't need to. Allow, allow yourself to be loved. Allow for vulnerability, right? Because why wouldn't you? I don't understand why you wouldn't. Um, yeah. Accountability. Choose wisely, treat kindly. And the same things that make for good business women don't always make for great loving on women. Okay? Loved on women. All right? Um this is going to lead us into the YN's words of wisdom. And I say that because of another thing that happened in that same live earlier this week. Um, listen, as we were discussing all of this with ladies about what does it look like when a man is leading you? And, and ladies, don't think we don't know that there's ego Ego in the feminism, in the feminine energy. That ego within the feminine energy is another one of the aspects that's leaving you lonely at night. All right? Hard to love. The ego don't love nobody. So it's hard to love the ego, right? When you melt that ego down and decide to be yourself. Oh, shit. Well, who doesn't love... Who doesn't love oneself? This is a question. The YN's words of wisdom today. I feel broken. 
I am myself. I feel broken. These are quotes. This is a quote. I feel broken. I am myself. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not what you think. You are not how you feel. You are only equal to you. Your thoughts are equal to your thoughts. Your feelings are equal to your feelings. But you are not everything you think you are. You are not everything you experience in emotion either. When we were speaking on Tuesday, a couple gentlemen started a different kind of side conversation off of how women were discerning the man they would be in relationship with who would lead them. And I made, I was making a point to say, I'm, I, I'm wondering if some of this hesitation in this conversation is because of how I'm wording it. Ladies, are you having a hard time understanding that this man is leading you? And at the time that I was making the point about leadership and how the man is leading, but the woman is quality control for the leadership. That's a conversation that we had in episode 63, hashtag healthy love. If you want more context to that, you can listen to the, what was that? The break it down, the end of the break it down of episode 63, where we talked about God as the leader of the relationship, the man as the manager of the relationship and the woman as quality control within the relationship. Um, but yeah, that's extensively described in episode 63. Um, here in episode 64, I want y'all to know there were certain gentlemen that came in and said, not only am I broken, I know other broken men. I know other broken people. And some of the folks, the gentlemen in this conversation side conversation started listing people who by their measure of character or people was broken. This person's broken. That person's broken. I'm broken sometimes. And another person said, I'm broken right now. Ladies and gentlemen, in love culture and all my visitors, everyone watching and listening right now, if you feel broken this is not the time for you to look for a relationship. This is not the time for you to explore concepts for marriage. You need to go inwards and you need to heal. Healing is finding resolve from a wound. When someone describes themselves as broken, Things that are broke need to be fixed. Brokenness means that something has been shattered into pieces and is separated within itself. And I thought long and hard about this. And even when I had to diagnose people, even when I worked with young people in group homes at the highest level before they would either age out of the system, become homeless or go to jail or go to a 
mental health care facility as a dependent adult, even when we talked about young people dealing with what looked like schizophrenia, what looked like psychotic breaks, even in those cases, you don't describe that person as broken. It's a break of the psyche. In some cases, there's a break in a personality. Some people can have a heart break. Um, You can break a bone, clearly. Um, You can break a leg. That's a funny right there. Um, You can break certain aspects, but the whole of yourself will always be whole. You are only likened unto yourself. This is a part of doing what we call in the therapeutic world, the work. Um, I'm a trained therapist. I'm a non-traditionally practicing one. So the only way that you, the only way I feel comfortable sharing this information with you is through a psychoeducational kind of a lecture style to actually engage in the work you have to enroll yourself in either a psychological course somewhere, put yourself in a group therapy or a one-on-one um, with maybe your local healthcare provider, or they do, you know, uh, some people do have private practices. You could pay out of pocket. The, the reality is there were men in the conversation They were men, grown men in a conversation describing themselves as broken. I am broken. I equal brokenness. Assuming even that could be true. I looked at the ladies in that room and I wondered how many of the ladies are dating men or have dated men who would use these terms to describe themselves. I bring that up because ladies, if any man can fix his mouth to describe himself as broken and you're in the dating phase, this is not someone you've been with for four years, 20 years, 16 years, and they're having challenges that you all have never seen together. I'm talking about you are in the discerning process, you're at the store looking at the fruit, deciding if you're going to take it to the cashier. You are in the dating phase, looking at the man, deciding if he will be the one to lead you in relationship. If a man fixes his mouth to say that he is broken, equal sign, this is not the man ready for relationship. He might not be ready for love in general, but that would take more assessment on my part that I just don't feel like it. I'm a therapist, not his therapist. Hello. But um, I need you to know if you want hashtag healthy love, the man that you look to lead you needs to be able to separate himself from his emotions and from his thoughts Everybody hasn't undergone therapy, so I don't believe that everybody will be able to engage in that higher form of self-knowledge. Another reason why I don't believe people can describe themselves as broken is because most people don't know who the fuck they are. 
You don't know what about that. You don't know your your head from your asshole. You know what I'm saying? You you don't know yourself from your thoughts. You don't know yourself from your beliefs. You don't know yourself from your emotions. Most people don't know more than about six or seven emotions, period. Feelings, rather. They don't know more than about six to seven feeling words. So when you talk to certain gentlemen, ladies, and you ask things like, well, how are you feeling today? If you notice over some time that they really only give good, glad, sad, mad, horny, hungry, sleepy, angry, very physiological type feelings, or very, what I call the seven-year-old, the, the second grade feelings, the ones that rhyme, glad, sad, mad, then there's a problem. There's a lack of self-awareness there. That's not a real problem in the large grand scheme of things. But if you're looking for a gentleman to lead your level of life and love and the type of lady you are, if you are looking for that type of lead, you might need a gentleman who's experienced, oh, I don't know, embarrassment. When's the last time you experienced something like forgiveness? Forgiveness means that somebody has crossed you and you've learned to love again with the same individual. And not forgiveness with that little bit of, huh, but <laughs> shit, <laughs> ego on it. What's your experience with forgiveness? What's your experience with feeling jealous, feeling vulnerable, feeling shame and ashamed, feeling guilt? Because you can feel these things. It doesn't mean that you are those things. The same way you can feel victorious, it doesn't mean that you're going to win every battle you encounter from today to the rest of your life. Because you aren't victory. You can feel victorious. Some people, if they're religious, will say, well, I have Jesus and that is the victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Jesus as the victory. You are yourself and you can only tap into the alignment of that victory as much as you're aware of yourself in every moment. If you're vibrating on the level of jealousy, you're not up there with victory. And your Jesus, if this is a religious person speaking, your Jesus is, is kind of where he at. He don't really move. God stay where he at and don't really move. He got to stay where he at. So you always know where to come home to. Beyonce's song from 2020, find your way back. What is it? No, don't let this, don't let this world drive you crazy. Find your way back. Something like that. It's something like that. It was for the Lion King. You got to know where the sun is so you know where is west, at least here on the west coast. If you know where the sun is, you know where west is. In the west coast, if you know where the mountains are, you know where north is. 
And if you know West and North, by default, they're opposites. You can tell where East and South are. But the mountains never move from the North. They can't. They have to be there. It's, it's what helps us know where we are. Just like the ocean and the sun, when it's setting, of course, I was saying where the sun is. I meant to keep saying where it sets because I'm seeing our beautiful ass sunsets. Um, when it sets, it's on the West. That's how the victory is. That's how the vibration of anything is. Things stay where they are in this world. Emotions, certain vibrations, a base vibration and the vibration of a harp, highest note, aren't and will never be the same. They can't be. Because if they congealed, then what the fuck was all the space in between? It's nothing. The sky... I'm thinking about my, I just want to go see a, a, a sunset. The, the the sky's blue and the ocean's blue, right? When we're looking out at the beach. Just because they're both blue, we've never mistaken the sun or the rather the sky for the water. They can both be blue, but one is one, the other is the other. There are certain aspects that feel, seem similar. Seem is the thought process. Feel is the emotion process. There are certain things that think like they are the same or feel like they are the same. But blue sky is blue sky and blue water is blue water. Just because they look similar doesn't mean that they equal one another. Ladies and gentlemen, if you decide that you feel broken then don't misspeak and align yourself with brokenness. Because even if you're aligning yourself with brokenness in alignment, you're just resonating on the same level. Brokenness is not a person, though. It never will be, and it can't be. Brokenness is only brokenness. Guilt is guilt. Positivity is positivity. This microphone is this microphone. It doesn't matter what it is. Things are what the fuck they are. We, with our egos, our problem-solving parts of the brain, can try to create a solution to problems that don't even exist. Like, oh, the black of this and the black of this, these must be the exact same thing. No, the fuck they're not. They just both happen to be black. You know what I'm saying? You can feel the same feeling. It doesn't equate you just because they're the same color. You get me? So alignment is not an equal sign. It's an alongside. It's an adjacent, right? We're in my kitchen. My day room is over there. They're aligned by sharing this wall. They're literally adjacent. They're right in step with one another, right? But we're in my kitchen. We're not in my day room because we can't be both places at once, right? It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. Please, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary, who or how you love, folks in the love lounge, people watching, I meant to say folks in love culture, or people watching this broadcast right now of Raise It Up Why, listening even. 
You can make the statement of how you feel. I feel broken. But you got to know you are only equal unto yourself. Which brings us to, I feel, quote, quote, I feel broken, semicolon. I am myself. That's YN's words of wisdom. I'm about to get into some before I I go. Bam, janky, janky, jank. I clapped and I hurt my fingers. Oh my God. I clapped so hard at this motherfucking cute ass ring. I smacked this shit. That hurt it. That hurt it. <laughs> Pay your dues. Portion of the podcast that's dedicated to my brother in heaven. Hello. Hi, Wayne Jr. Uh, but no, it's the portion of the podcast dedicated to my brother in heaven, but it is also where we highlight certain businesses or folks or things that um, I really fuck with. And uh, if we ever had an ad or advertisements, they would go here at this uh, space. However, right now, I want to, number one, talk about and thank always. I love the do more than you knew. My cousin, my cousin, Maya Smith, CEO and MC, Master of Curl of the do, T-H-E-D-O-U-X.com. Um, she was on this, man, she was here this year. This has been a great year. She's that, I can't remember what the episode was. What's the difference between me and you was that her episode. That was her episode because people didn't know how pretty she was. I say yo bad. <laughs> but the black owned, veteran owned, uh, black couple owned, uh, my, my two cousins um, own at I L O V E T H E D O U X at I love the do I L O V E T H E D O U X on Instagram. Um, they own that business and are incredible with their branding. Um, everything they do, not just in 50 years of four fifty years of hip hop, but the entire existence of them, they seek to create awareness of classic hip hop to new audiences by the way that they brand their hair care products. So today, um, on my edges, I used what's the edge, my edge one from the B girl line. They have an edge control that I really like. It's in my top drawer in my bathroom. Sorry. I can't remember what it is. I'm so embarrassed. And I only thought right now about it and the fact that I didn't have it next to me. Wyan's a professional not, But she's going to bring that while I wait for Onet to bring the... Edge control from the do B-Girl honey line as I'm talking slowly because I hear her footsteps. Ah, push it. Ah, push it. Push it real good. Bang, 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 So, salt and pepper's here. Baby, baby, ooh, ba ba baby, ba 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 baby, ah, 
Ooh. I also would like to thank <laughs> my hair lady who uses these products on my hair. I did my hair this time, so if it looks bad, blame me. But uh, Quista, H-A-I-R-B-Y-Q-U-I-S-T-A, hair by Quista. My, my, my long hairs is just coming back. Y'all know I cut my hair in 2015 when Wendy was diagnosed with cancer. She is in remission and cancer-free because Jesus is real. I know the Lord is good to me. Ba-doom, clap, ba-doom, 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 clap. Okay, so because uh, it's been since 2015, what is that? Eight years. Woo, coming up on nine years. Next in a, well, some weeks. Yeah, because Wendy was diagnosed at the last week of 2017, but she didn't cut her hair till around her birthday. We were working on To Pimp a Butterfly. Did you know that? We were working on To Pimp a Butterfly the first week. Put it like this. I left Wendy's birthday party February 2nd, 2015, and I went to Santa Monica to go work on To Pimp a Butterfly with Terrace the same day. And um, she was losing like the the um, cancer medicine. It was like making her lose some of her hair and everything. So she was trying to keep it as much as possible. But when she was seeing like clumps of her hair, she ended up like cutting it. Uh, you know, she just went all the way bald because she had to. And um, so I cut, I cut almost a foot of my hair. My hair was like down here. So I cut like 10 inches or something like that off of my hair. So this is my hair growing back from then, from then. And it was in my head, I'm like, oh my God, my hair is so short. And in my head, I'm like, yeah. And Wendy has no hair, Wyan. Like, man, you pray for, you better be thankful for your problems. Be thankful for your problems. Cause you don't want to see what everybody else dealing with. You wouldn't want to trade places with a whole lot of people in this life. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be appreciative. Upper statesman in hip hop. Okay. Speaking of upper statesman in hip hop. Goon with the spoon. These aren't upper statesmen. These aren't upper statesmen in hip hop only. These are OGs of hip hop. These are original guides. These are two individuals, one half of Mount Westmore, um, who will kick game to people in this hip hop industry who's coming up behind them. Um, Snoop Dogg and E-40 have a book called The Goon with the Spoon. Snoop Dogg presents this and from the Bay to LA, Cali's dynamic duo, duo, whoop. From the Bay to LA, Cali's dynamic duo is here to show you how to get a cooking. How to get your cooking like a real boss. I thought I was going to read that way sexier. I didn't. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry. Is it in the frame, yeah? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nope. <laughs> I didn't do that right. By Snoop Dogg and Earl E. Forty Stevens. I love this. I love this. I had to keep it in the plastic because uh, this is going to be my dad's Christmas gift. But he doesn't watch the podcast, so. 
Happy Christmas, Dad. Okay, uh, so yes, E40 at E40 on Instagram. And of course, at Snoop Dogg, spelled exactly how you fucking think at Snoop Dogg should be spelled. Like, Snoop Dogg is the widest and biggest rap brand in the world. The most recognizable and strongest brand recognizability in the entire world is Snoop Dogg. So a Wikipedia fix the verses between Snoop and DMX rest in heaven. Snoopy. Snoopy. Snoopy won that. I'm not going to lie. When, when, when DMX played, I'm slipping, I'm falling. I can't get, that was like six points for me. So I see how you made the mistake versus Wikipedia. But don't be fucking weird, all right? All right, and then my homeboy, Derek Bivens, and his wife, I call her his wife, Jenny, Jen, Jen, Jen. Um, Solo's Kitchen and Catering. It's one of, listen, they, they have some food that uh, make you slap your mama. I don't know why I'm doing all food. And I mean, I did hair stuff too, but I did food as well. Because of course, I'm going to do guava after this, which is still... All right, Solo's Kitchen and Cafe. Uh, go to www.chefsolo, C-H-E-F-S-O-U-L-O.com. And he is at chef underscore S-O-U-L-O um, on Instagram. Chef Solo and Solo's Kitchen. Derek Bivens, uh, chef, I just learned that your name was Derek Bivens. If you are related to Michael Bivens, I'm coming back up there and I'm going to ask for a BBD autograph. Thank you. From you, though. What? All right. Yeah. So um, that's the homie. Uh, much love to Billionaire Burger Boys because they created that as well. Um, I'm working on getting that catering for the Love Lounge Live. I love Jen. Um, yes, uh, another beautiful business at Wava Life at W A V A L I F E. All of my bottles are over there because I drunk them all. I was gonna try to. <laughs> I was gonna try to show them Warren's uh, beverages, but is there a lemon lime over there or no? One lemon lime. Mm, mm, mm. Talk to me dirty. Looking at this, I wish I was drinking it again. Listen, 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 Linda, listen. Mm, mm, mm. Hell wrong with you, Warren and Aurora and Carter. Aww, because Carter is definitely going to be working there. Um, So, yes, at Wava Life for all of your probiotic needs, drinks, and Foods that promote gut health uh, at W-A-V-A-L-I-F-E on Instagram. Um, Pristine Nails has been killing my nails in a great way, like killing them in a positive way. Oh, sorry. This is like hip hop vernacular. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So if you are listening in, this is doing nothing for you. But if you're looking online online what does that mean if you're looking on youtube then you are seeing my little short red fire red it's ferrari red 
It is what it is. I'm just saying it goes with the new logo. I hope I remember to edit this part and really like uh, promote this. This, this. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, uh, at pristine. Uh oh, at pristine nails, Glendale. P r i s t i n e n a i l s g l e n d a l e. I'm gonna see if that's their name. Pristine nails, Glendale. I really think that's them. Tell me I'm right. Pristine. Yep. Yes. Thank you. You know my brain. You know it is what it is. Um, almost last but never least, uh, shouts out to Love Culture in its entirety. We are taping this before I will see you for uh, the virtual Love Lounge that's happening December 21st. Um, by the time this comes out, it will be exactly one week after that. So it'll be Terrace's birthday when this comes out. Happy birthday, Terrace. I love you. And Fonte's. Like, it's a bunch of people's birthday that day. There's another, there's someone else's birthday on that. Um, but yes, happy birthday to Terrace Mar and my brother. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to have a really good time on that. I already know. And uh, Love Culture, thank you for all your support this year. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for investing into yourselves with spending time with the pod, spending time with the love lounges and spending time with Love Culture, Love Culture community on Instagram. I think I'm going to make a broadcast channel from the Wyana page too. Yeah. Yeah. So that people don't miss stuff. Some people, they'd be like, well, we, we don't see when you post, like, cause I get, I'm, I'm wherever I am in their algorithm. So the broadcast channel is just to make sure they see certain things. So we shall see. Yeah. But, um, and then last but never least, raise it up. Why at R A I S E I T U P W Y and all the love say rockets up on these hoes. I appreciate all of you for being here with me, for listening to me be crazy and wild. Um, stay tuned. Uh, New Year's Eve episode will be dropping in just a couple of days. And it's the 13th episode. We always have 13 episodes every year, not just the last Thursday of every month. The 13th and final episode is always the New Year's Eve. So be looking forward to that very short, you know, episode. And um, I love y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with me. Thank y'all for rocking out this year with uh, this whole entire team, this whole entire squad. Um, TJ Wilkins, I love you. Uh, my niece and nephew, I love you. Whitney and Warren and your families that you've created, I love all of y'all. Crazy Negroes, okay? Y'all, I love you. Be good. Be merry. Be kind. Choose ease when it comes. Give it a chance, yeah? Stay real. Raise it up, why? 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 Raise it up, why?